Welcome to EQ Minds Recharge Your Mental Health Podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show, and I have some very exciting news. My book, The Mindful High Performer, is now available in the USA. Tap the link in the description to grab a copy today so you can make small shifts to be a calmer, happier, more productive version of yourself. This week on our podcast, I speak to Tamara Davies. Tamara is Mama Mia's Head of Lifestyle and the host of the weekly fashion podcast, What Are You Wearing? With a career spanning 10 plus years in the magazine industry, she was previously the deputy editor of InStyle Australia. Today's episode is all about the intro to Tam's story and how she got into fashion, around clothes and how it influences the wearer's psychology and her thoughts on working remote and tips on what we should wear, how do we find our personal brand and true style, Tam's best shopping tips and how do we all have an easier experience, and she is a very busy corporate professional and has a very successful podcast, How Does She Protect Her Mental Health? Tam is an absolute gem of a friend and this podcast will help you find your own personal style. Whether you're a fashion novice or an experienced stylist, I'm sure you're going to gain invaluable insight from today's show. Let's get started. Well, I'm absolutely thrilled to have Tamara Holland in the EQ Minds house today. Welcome, Tam, to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. So, Tam, you are well known in the fashion world, and I would love to start with how you got into fashion. Like, how did this all come about? Yeah, it was ne- for me, I always knew it's what I wanted to do. There was never a question in my life that I would be a fashion writer and reporter and lover of the fashion industry in that world. I was immersed in it from quite an early age. Uh, <laughs> I was making magazines, you know, when I was a kid and all the way through high school for my friends. And so it just felt like what I was, it sounds really cliche, but it did feel like what I was born to do or so passionate about um, from, you know, as soon as I could read Vogue magazine, I wanted to work Vogue magazine. So, yeah, um, I guess I think I also sort of manifested this career before I knew what manifesting really was because I started putting it out there really early in my life that that's what I wanted to do and took steps, I guess took active steps toward it all throughout my um, schooling and, you know, university career. So it was interesting. I, I did um, I did uni, I did journalism about of communications uh, majoring in journalism and the last it was like the last year where you could just choose to do print journalism and that's because I so specifically wanted to be in magazines and I was like I'm not interested in broadcast I'll never need to be on camera in my career <laughs> social media who was to know that how, how much of an important part of having a career in fashion potentially being in front of the camera and doing content would be but for just about the written word and about uh, fashion writing and a love for that. So I worked towards that in uni and um, started getting internships at various magazines. And um, and the first really formative one for me actually was a cadetship, sort of a cadetship internship at the Australian newspaper. And I didn't want to be a hard news journo. Um, I felt very out of my depth uh, going and covering, <laughs> you know, uh, news in the community and stuff like that and being put on like a news beat and courtroom reporting and stuff. So I remember um, 
looking from afar at the fashion editor at the time, Georgina Safe, who was uh, who became a mentor for me, my first mentor. And I sort of proactively reached out to her and said, I've written an article. It's about fashion. It's about the Olsen twins because I was obsessed with them at the time. <laughs> and I put it on her desk, uh, you know, a final copy of this uh, of this piece that I'd written uh, that I felt was, you know, I wanted her eyes on it. And she published it in the newspaper, um, yeah. which was incredible. And from that moment on, she sort of took me under her wing and invited me to some fashion events and to report on Melbourne Fashion Week and come with her to Fashion Week down at the OPT in Sydney and kind of be on the ground and be introduced to editors and um, designers and things, which was just a dream. So the power of having that mentorship really early in my career opened so many doors for me as I know for so many people professionally, it's important to have that that door open to you and that step into the world that you so desperately want to enter sometimes needs to be granted by someone else to give you permission. You know, I was 18, 18, 19, so I needed that. And then it kind of just snowballed from there. I started getting internships at mags. They turned into jobs. I worked at Grazia magazine, RIP Grazia. I don't know if you remember that one. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Yeah, so I worked there for a few years as a junior fashion writer and uh, and just work my way up to becoming a magazine editor. Um, yeah, so now I work more in the digital content side. So I'm a um, senior editor, head of lifestyle is my role at Mamma Mia, uh, the women's network, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, you're great at what you do. And so I thought there's not a person more equipped, I think, to answer some of these questions for us today, particularly when it comes to in psychology, you know, there's this research that says that they call it embodied cognition. And that's that means that we think not just with our brains, but also with our bodies. And what when we're unpacking that at university, you know, we're looking at clothes can and actually do influence aware of psychological processes. So, you know, dressing casually or carelessly could cause a worker or for that matter a partner to feel less focused or less alert or less engaged or less present. What are your thoughts on on working remote and then getting dressed for work? Are you someone who's like pro getting, you know, dressed up or you're a little bit more relaxed? I'd love your insights. Look, I'm a bit of both. I think we all are to an extent. I think working from home has really allowed me to I'm an introvert uh, by nature, so it's allowed me to kind of, um, I guess, do away with some of the external pressures. When you go into an office job, you know, you're very um, uh, you're very aware of how you present and, you know, for someone who's introverted like me, that can be there's a lot of inputs and there's a lot of social interaction and everything. I think the, the great thing with working from home for me has been being able to get my work done and, you know, be productive but not have to put on the sort of layers of, um, of the performance of, of that aspect of, of work. But in saying that, um, as much as I've relaxed into my work from home wardrobe and my comfies like everyone else, I'm very much a person who needs to, uh, I think I get more out of my day and I'm more productive and I'm more confident and I know that about myself if I like my outfit and I like how I've presented myself. I I will have a shitty day if I feel like I don't like my outfit and that's just a fact and I don't think that's because I work in fashion or anything like that. I think it's just, you know, that I put value into how I present myself and Mm -hmm. find that to be an important part of um of my persona, professional persona. And so I think for a lot of people having that taken away, you know, hiding behind 
a Zoom call or, um, you know, feeling like you're, you don't have that pressure on yourself can be a good thing and a bad thing because we sort of relax into almost <laughs> too much. So I think most of us have found a bit of a happy medium now, what that looks like for us. So maybe we might um, make a bit more effort. Uh, if we're working from home, we might make a bit more effort with, you know, the top half of our bodies and make sure that we're presenting well so that we, you know, have a more positive um, interaction with our work colleagues or, you know, we present better in that meeting or something. So I've started to use that as a bit more of a tool um, and be a bit more um, intentional about that. What about you? I love that. Uh, for me, I'm usually in business up the top because I'm usually presenting so often on on zoom or ms teams on workshops and then i'm usually active wear down the bottom yep comfort down the bottom it's so funny i have a friend fifi milne i'm not sure if you've met or heard of fifi follow her on instagram great style advice and she having a chat to her about this she coined i think she coined the term tabletop dressing so her concept is sort of you know when you go out to dinner with your friends or something or lunch you know dress for what they're going to see up the top of the table and then don't put as much thought into what's, you know, maybe it complements what the pants you're wearing or skirt or what, what have you. But really it's all about what's above uh, above the table. And I love that. I start to sort of dress with that in mind, mm. uh, yeah, while working from home. That's brilliant. Also because I feel like it, it really, for me, it speaks to me to, as a reminder and association that when I get off the workshop I go and actually do something active. And usually that having that business shirt on as well at the top and I finish my work down and take that shirt off and put on something more casual, it really separates work and home life. Your personas, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I definitely feel that. I think it's good to have, it's important to have distinctions between your different personas throughout the day and clothes are a tool to do that for sure. Mm, 100%. Speaking of clothes, (laughs) how do you find your personal brand and your true style? Because I feel like a lot of more so women really, really find that challenging. Yeah, definitely. And I think through the different phases of our lives, we might find we respond to different clothes um, or styles um, according to how they they suit us or how they, I guess, fit uh, into our lives. And so you might have been a bit more experimental in your 20s and then in your 30s, you start really finding uh, what feels like you. And I think feeling this is something we speak about a lot on our podcast what are you wearing feeling and the the way that clothes make you feel pay attention to that that would be my first piece of advice um we had an interview recently with a woman called Catherine Eisman um and she's got a a program where she uh unpacks what people are wearing um and she's a wardrobe decoder and she spoke a lot to us on the show about how much clothes have energy and what you project you know is so so much a part it can be so much a part of your personality so I would say if you're looking to find your style and really hone in on that put all your like take out all your favorite pieces in your wardrobe just from a practical sense take them out put them on the bed or the chair where your clothes (laughs) pile up every day if you're like me and start putting them on And think about the ones that make you feel the most like you. So you might have a great dress that gets you lots of compliments when you wear it. But when you wear that dress, does that actually feel like that brings out the best side of you? Or do you feel like you're kind of wearing something that's not, you know, do you feel like you're not you? Because for me, I'm like, I know that when I wear a pretty printed dress, I might get compliments. You know, my partner might say, you look lovely. Or my mum says, you look lovely. But I know that that's not you know, when I put on 
a big oversized blazer and some jeans and something tailored and neutral, that's like, that's me. You know, when I talked about having a productive workday, if I'm wearing an outfit like that, I feel like a boss. I feel like I can perform and really kind of bring out those parts of myself. So if you're wearing clothes that make you kind of shrink into yourself and hide, those aren't the clothes for you. Find the ones that make you want to be out in the world and make you want to kind of show off who you are and what you're wearing. That's the first thing I would say. So imagine those are like those are like your codes and then shop within your codes. When you're going shopping, know what suits you, know what makes you feel that way and lean towards that. I love that. And do you have sort of fashion muses that you follow and you Pinterest what they're wearing and you're like, oh, I for me, when ever since I've been growing up, I was Elle McPherson and I'm like, oh, what would Elle wear <laughs> in this situation? <laughs> you are a bit of an Elle. You're very like classic. You've got your jeans and like your like neutrals up top. She's very she's so chic. Elle McPherson, oh my God. I Pretty interviewed daughter. her once for um InStyle magazine. And I'll never forget, she um we were at Jonah's in Whale Beach uh, in in Sydney and she came up. I was sitting waiting for her to do this interview and I was so nervous. I mean, it's bloody, it's Elle McPherson. And she came up out of the water, like fresh from the sand, no shoes on. She had this giant straw sun hat and this white blouse and these little one teaspoon denim shorts and she looked so freaking cool. And this is a woman who knows her style and who knows her, you know. Uh, anyway, I got off topic talking about L. <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> do you, do you, I, I encourage people who don't know how to find their brand and they're still unsure around what they feel like looks good. Do you encourage them to find a few people that inspire them? Yeah, and definitely. Pin a few things that they're wearing to get them kind of thinking, well, maybe I could try look like that and see how that works for me. Yeah, 100%. I think a really useful tool if you are on social media Um, most of us are these days. Instagram has really changed the way that I personally, and I know a lot of my friends in fashion approach getting dressed, getting inspired to get dressed. I mean, those saved, I don't know if you use saved folders Mm -hmm. in Instagram. It's so handy. Oh, right. You can file your life, you know, all your inspiration points away into different folders, which if you're like a bit of a type A personality like me, that's super useful. But I literally, some mornings I don't know what to wear. I don't know what I'm feeling, like what my mood is because I like to kind of dress my mood like I think a lot of women do. And um, so I might wake up and have a scroll through my stuff. I've got a folder just called Style, which, I mean, that's like a huge bucket of, of fashion inspiration. It's mostly street style from all over the world. And all I need to do is have a scroll through that and it tweaks an idea or an inspiration or I go, I want to maybe look a bit like that today or I want to go a bit more classic or maybe I want to be a bit more kind of funky and cool with some colour. And um, I think it's just about putting yourself into a more positive mindset around getting dressed. So not feeling fear of, okay, I've got an event to go to. What if I don't look good enough? Or what if my dress isn't, you know, what if they're all wearing this and I don't have that and I haven't bought something? It's more about having a more positive, oh, this is what I want to channel. This is how I want to feel and sort of look for pieces that make you feel that way. You know, you don't necessarily need a new dress for every event that you go to. You need to find those pieces that make you feel special and powerful every time you put them on. Those, When I talk about shopping for your style, that those are the pieces that you need hanging in your wardrobe. I love that, Tam. I love that. I've got folders. I'm like you. We are type. <laughs> <laughs> What's in your folders? 
<laughs> you know, I've got fashion in there for sure. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and shopping. Later. Yeah. <laughs> we all have the wish list folder as well. I don't let myself go in there too often. <laughs> it's a dangerous place. How about, uh, how about shopping hacks? Because to be honest, shopping can be a bit of a nightmare for some people. And, you know, we, we just touched on their shopping personalities. How, how do we have this easier experience for people when they're, when they're going shopping to not feel so overwhelmed, I suppose? This is a really good question. And this is one that comes up quite a bit with our community, uh, the what are you wearing community. I think is a lot of our audience are, you know, feeling a bit conflicted and unsure about shopping now, particularly after the pandemic, sort of like my life's changed. My lifestyle has changed. I don't know what my style is anymore. I'm in, you know, middle age and, and things look different on me, or I, you know, I've lost a bit of my part of my identity becoming a mother. And I, you know, I don't know what to wear of my body anymore. So we're all faced with those different kind of challenges and particularly that's been overemphasized, you know, I think with the pandemic. And I think with shopping, there's a lot of online shopping now. You know, we've all had those experiences where you buy a whole bunch of stuff, you get it home, you're excited to open the package and then nothing looks as good as it did on the e-commerce model or, you know, it doesn't work for you, the jeans aren't right. And you're like, okay, well, now I have to go jean shopping in person. I was really trying to avoid that. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of traps when you go to the shops in that what I mean by the traps is like sizing is inconsistent. AF across every source. The the size on the tag is lying. Essentially, there's no universal standard for sizing. So one of the big things that I always would say is don't pay attention to the size on the label. Pay attention to how the clothes fit for you, how they feel. Like I'm wearing a shirt right now that is, you know, many sizes too big for me, but I like the fit of it. So that's the right shirt for me. You know, I wouldn't get the tight fitting one because just because it's a size X, you know, because that's, it's, it's about how it makes you feel. So that's the first thing I would say. Also, don't assume that certain stores aren't for you, quote unquote. You know, if you're 50 plus Zara isn't not for you because it's trendy and young, you know, that's just not, that's just not it anymore. The whole world of style and shopping is open to you. And that's the great privilege of having this democratization of fashion and this globalization of fashion is that you can wear and be and shop for whatever you want. So the same goes for, you know, clothes don't have genders. They don't have ages. They don't have feelings. (laughs) You imbue them with feeling when you wear them. So I find stuff, oh my God, I find clothes in everywhere I go it doesn't matter where I am doesn't matter what you know the 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 store is supposedly for I'll shop in the men's section I'll shop in those boutiques that are for mature ladies like if I see something I love that's for me yeah that's brilliant I love that and I love that you said that at the start around you wear something that actually makes you feel good don't look at the label work out how you feel and if you feel great in it just get it that's what matters that's all that matters. The other thing I'm going to say is just practically speaking, just like you don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry, right? We all know. <laughs> speaking of traps, with if you're clothes shopping, try to have a list. I think if you, especially if you're a busy mind like me um, and like some of us, you know, just having a list of what you need or what you're looking for to fill the gaps in your wardrobe on your phone that you can turn to when you're shopping, that can help you be a bit more organized and focused. Because if you just go into a shopping center on boxing day or something, 
you know, or any other day, especially at sale time though, which we're in at the moment, Mm -hmm. it's so overwhelming. There's sale racks everywhere. You don't know what you're looking for. So know that you need the khaki pants or you really need a new knit because you you know that that's the piece that's missing from your wardrobe or actually I've been eyeing off a, a plain black blazer for a really long time put your money towards that and just invest a bit smarter mm, that's really clever very very smart Tam I could talk to you forever like yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to finish up here because we finish all, all podcasts on EQ Minds with this question. Being a, a very, very busy corporate professional like you are, you have an exceptionally successful podcast out there called What Are You Wearing? And you're a beautiful wife. You know, you've got a lot going on. You're, you're a mum to your beautiful fur baby, Vinny. Uh, <laughs> and a mum to me. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right, which is very exciting. How do you protect your mental health? That's such a Mm, that's such a valid question. I think as a, I mentioned I'm an introvert and so time alone is number one for me. All those things are so important to me, my husband, my beautiful um, family, my dog, but sometimes I can't even handle the dog. Sometimes I just need to go for the walk by myself and recharge. Um, I think recently, you know, I think especially post COVID things have really been ramping up professionally there's a lot going on we're all very busy there's a lot of inputs a lot of content constantly in my role it's content assault all day every day and you know work in a newsroom you got it you're surrounded by you have to be you know on top of it so for me it's been about taking actual enforced like compulsory breaks from that because you can be so focused on your phone and your screen and your computer and this is something I know most of us are very familiar with that I actually get moments in the day where I, I don't even realise that I've been working for four hours straight. I haven't had a break because that's just the kind of I'm a, I love work, you know, I enjoy it, but I have to force myself to step away from it, go and sit on the balcony, get some sun on the skin and then come back in and feel refreshed and actually walk around the house or walk. You know, we're very privileged. You and I both live in this beautiful beachside town and actually appreciate that throughout the day if I'm working from home. But in terms of the weekends and, you know, switching off from work, I make jewellery. I find that to be quite a mindful practice. I make beaded jewellery. So I sit there and I bead and I don't have anything on. I don't have my phone near me. I'm just focusing on the creative output of that. And so that's become like a mindfulness practice for me. You know, I read magazines and books and try to do yoga and try to walk on the beach and all those things. But the accumulated I guess all the accumulation of that leads to me having a more um, balanced lifestyle and it's only been through really forcing myself to do that and appreciate that that it started really paying off. That's a beautiful response. That's so, you know, Tam, you're you're such a boss when it comes to fashion but also when it comes to life, you know. (laughs) Such a compliment. Oh, my gosh. I don't know about that, but it's true. I'm trying. I'm learning. I think moving to the the coast has been the biggest, the single biggest positive effect on my mental health I could have imagined. You know, at first it was anxiety inducing, thinking I'm not going to be in the city anymore. I'm not going to be able to see my friends all the time and go to the shops I want to go to and all those, you know, amazing but sometimes superficial inputs in life. And it does sound cliche, but just having uh, room to breathe and space around me um, has allowed me to get a lot more clarity of what's meaningful in my life and, you know, take a step back from the crazy and 
feel more relaxed day to day, which is I think the, really the goal as you start to get older and, you know, value things in your life more. So more of that. More of that. <laughs> more of that for us living in our small town. Absolutely. <laughs> Sam, where can people find you? My audience are incredible corporate professionals. They're fashion savvy. They need to know where to get more Tamara Holland in their life. <laughs> where should we point them to? Uh, I'm on Instagram, like we all are, um, underscore Tamara Davis, underscore, pre my married name. I was a Davis, so you can find me there. Um, of course, on the podcast, What Are You Wearing? with my amazing co-host, Denny Todorovic, if you don't follow Denny, you must. If you want a big uh, a big hit of feel-good vibes, Denny's your person. Um, and, yeah, I write for Mamma Mia, so check out Mamma Mia as well. Tam, thank you so much for your time today. It's been such a joy having you thank on the you. show. It's been a pleasure. I'll see you soon for some lunch. See you very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gels. Thanks, Tam. This podcast and the information contained therein is made available for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide medical advice. This information should not be used as a substitute for competent medical advice from a licensed specialist, doctor or psychologist. Thank you.